Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. Today I have a new guest uh, sharing the stage with me. Uh, Kaylin McDonald is the creator of Awakening Humanity and has worked in alternative media for the last three years. Her own awakening began in 2012 and what started out as a spiritual seeking turned into a paradigm shifting journey that touched every facet of her reality. From nutrition and healthcare to government cover-ups and extraterrestrials, there are a few stones that Kaylin has yet to overturn. And her seeking began with ancient spiritualities and civilizations, and she was blessed to travel Egypt in 2016 with the great John Anthony West. She has pulled on every thread that has crossed her path to discover our true human origins. And Kaylin believes that our past, present, and future all hold keys to our own healing and the healing of the human collective. Kaylin, welcome to the Hi. show. <laughs> Hi, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to that bio anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you sound fabulous. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've actually had some people in my audience ask me to get you on like, like six months ago and I've been meaning to like get you on and all that. And it's so interesting the way timing works out, you know, and I think, yeah. I think everything has aligned kind of perfectly for you and I to finally get together and do this. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And even to, uh, to to add on to that um i told you when you reached out it was just like the week prior like you kept pinging my reality in like really weird ways because i was like huh because we had never met like officially you know other than interactions on social media and so like yeah you just started pinging my reality and then per 2020 you know you called like <laughs> like a week later so i know and we've had a couple interesting synchronicities since then um we have that have been wild. Uh, so this is going to be a part one of a two-part series with you. And we're going to kind of talk about uh, a couple psyops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's break them down. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get into two, I think, very big topics, especially in the spiritual community. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about today is manifestation and the psyop behind manifestation. Uh, and then we're also going to get into the twin flame psyop, which is so interesting because we'll, we'll talk about that, that synchronicity in our next show. Um, but everyone just, just so you know, that one's up and coming, but let's get into manifestation. You know, what were your first, um, interactions and experiences with the law of attraction manifestation? And what are your thoughts on that whole movie, the secret? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, so like, it's so funny. This is not the first time I've, I've said this recently. Um, but I, I have a very typical awakening story, like it's, which I mean, I don't know that any awakening story is typical, like it's anything but typical. However, like, uh, as awakening stories go, you know, um, my awakening started in 2012. Um, I'm a recovering addict. And so I've been sober, uh, eight and a half years. Um, and my sobriety date is actually two twenty two twelve. Um, oh, the wow. universe is, yeah, the universe isn't subtle with me. Um, 
and uh, it was it was within my first six six months of sobriety that um, my awakening really started. And there's things that have, that led up to that. It was actually my awakening is what got me sober to begin with. So, but that's like another another story. Um, so 2012 uh, alchemy actually was my first. That was my uh, like my like I, I think in our timelines like we have like almost like trip wires, you know, like if we haven't, if we, if we're not at a certain place by a certain time, we scheduled something in to, to jar us awake, to remind us, you know, this is, you know, you're, you're going this way, but you should be going that way. Um, and mine for me was alchemy. It was the word alchemy. I kept seeing it everywhere, books, movies, internet, like I kept hearing it. And I was like, why am I hearing this word alchemy? Um, and I literally, I looked it up and I Wikipedia, Wikipedia, uh, alchemy and which led me to the Kabbalion. Uh, which was my first um, real like ancient ancient spirituality that that I was drawn to, um, and so but from there like then I went into you know, Doreen Virtue Angel cards and Deepak Chopra and like all the you know what I mean kind of that first echelon that that first like the first garrison that actually like calls people into the awakening stuff right and so that's where I was introduced to manifestation as, as it pertains to, um, really now I know it's as it pertains to the, to the, to the PSYOP that was infiltrated into, into like the new age spiritual ascension communities. Um, and, but I didn't know that then, you know, I just knew that, you know, manifestation was about manifesting desires and, um, you know, meditation was involved and, it was a lot of like positive affirmations and picturing. And I remember hearing like, um, excuse me, one thing that always stuck with me is that you can't, the universe doesn't understand negatives. So you can't say, did you hear this too? So you can't say like, I don't want this because all the universe will hear is I want this because the universe doesn't understand negatives. And so like, I was always like watching my vocabulary, like making sure I said it right. And really, truly getting little to no results. <laughs> like, there, was, there was, I was like, okay, so I'm just not a manifester, right? Like there's, you know, I knew people that were like, oh, I'm going to make, oh, I made a uh, vision boards and you know what I mean? Like the whole thing. And by the way, I still, I will still plug a vision board all day long. Like I really, I love them. I think that gets like creative juices going. I think it, it like, it, cre it causes you to um, put some action behind it. So you participate, you know what I mean? In that with the universe, like you're not just sitting around imagining beings of light saying, I want the new car. Like you have to participate in the creativity. So I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to vision boards. I really like the creative flow behind that. Um, but yeah, but it wasn't, it just like, wasn't my thing. Like I couldn't just like close my eyes and you know, bam, I got the job or bam, I got the house or bam, I got this or that, whatever. And it also, a part of it, like just wasn't, um, it never fully integrated into my being. Like now I know because I understand the way energy works for me. Um, I know when something, when I integrate something, like I know when I'm on my truth because it is, it's like, it's like it becomes a part of the, the energetic bodies that I can feel for lack of a better term human words for energy things are so insufficient um so i can feel that integration this never integrated it just was more heady it was more something in my head it was more something i was told to do something you know what i mean versus like something i resonated towards type of a yeah. thing um you know and and that was just kind of 
and then eventually, oh, and I actually, I was, um, I'm a, a certified life coach. And so I went to, um, it's called the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts, SWEHA in um, Tempe, Arizona. And there's actually classes there when they teach you like holistic marketing uh, or um, like holistic business as a business owner. That's, that's a big part of the curriculum is about manifesting your abundance, charging what you're worth, uh, you know, seeing your fortune, like all these things. And it, at that point, again, I was like, something doesn't feel right. Like I was like, okay, I get it. And I understood the concepts and it was like, okay, I understand the words you're saying, but like, it wasn't, again, it wasn't integrating into me. Like I just didn't, I, but I didn't have any other information. So I didn't have any other, um, I didn't, I couldn't put my finger on what didn't feel right about it. And, um, and then, you know, I went about life and again, cause I wasn't like, really good at it like I just didn't focus on it a lot and you know I probably went a few years without manifesting really being like a, a huge part of my story um and then uh I met which we'll get into in part two I met my twin um I don't I'm not a fan of the word twin flame because that's another psyop so but I just I just call him my twin um cosmic DNA match like whatever <laughs> with you like whatever you want to call it but it's to me, it's, you know, he, he just, he just is him to me. So, but you know, my twin, um, and he, uh, is a holistic practitioner and he was kind of holding that information for us. And so when I, when him and I came together, you know, he really taught me, um, that he really taught me the, the psychological operation that was a part of that had actually infiltrated the holistic communities, you know, and, thinking that we can charge a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars, you know, or two hundred dollars for our uh for our services. Um, you know, and the imbalance to that is like, you know, there's people with eight year degrees that don't charge that an hour. So it kind of didn't make sense to me. But then really what it was about was, you know, the higher you charge, the less people you can serve. You know, the higher the more you charge, the more you manifest your abundance the more you're actually eliminating entire demographics of people that you can be of service to. Um, because the, you know what I mean? Everybody's in a different, uh, income bracket. Right. And it's a balance. Like you have to be able to support yourself and like that and all those things. But he just gave me kind of the fundamentals that I was missing. Um, and so I ended up, you know, I took my prices way down for coaching and, you know, and, and really like for, it actually opens it up. You actually, create more like you because more people can seek you out more people can see you um so from there you know that was kind of my first big shift in manifesting that was my first big thing that I was like okay that's what didn't feel right to me was focusing on my own abundance like focusing on my own just focusing on me you know and what I wanted um and then the next big shift for me was when Edge of Wonder did um that expose on the secret and the law of attraction and actually connecting it to um uh hp uh, Polvatsky and the theosophical society which i had actually read up a lot on too and i was like bummed when i figured out she was like luciferian i was like oh <laughs> like i really liked her um because like it, the the line is so thin between the dark and the light like we all use the same the mechanisms are the same. It's the intention behind it that really changes it from light to dark, you know? So I resonated with a lot of the stuff I read, um, you know, like Isis unveiled and, and all of those things. Um, because again, like sacred sciences don't change per, you know, your 
intention. The sacred, the, the science, the, the magic behind the universe is the same. Um, and that's what resonated with me with a lot of the Theosophical Society, I think is what it was. But then Edge of Wonder does that expose and totally blows it out of the water. And I was like, well, all right, <laughs> like, I'll get rid of that book. Um, but that was my next, that was my next uh, big piece of information on manifestation was um, finally realizing why it never integrated, why it didn't resonate, like why it wasn't that it was because it wasn't on truth, you know, because as long as we're only focusing on what we, first of all, it promotes materialism, which is, I mean, Luciferian, you know, one-on-one. Um, but also it's that it's, it's service to self, you know, because there's just, it, it's not releasing, um, the highest good to whatever deity you believe in, whatever creator, whatever, you know, you're not releasing it to a power of the universe. Your, your it's control, it's materialistic, it's, um, you know, service to self. Like it's all these things that we don't, if, when we, when we understand it to be that way, none of us none of us consciously like want think that way or feel that way or behave that way but that that's why it's called psyop like that's why it's a psyop because they presented it one way they put a bunch of figures of light and you know self-love and self all these things that we're supposed to you know um we are supposed to love ourselves like we are supposed to realize how powerful we are we are supposed to be co-creators of our experience here and our reality um, but again, it's, uh, so all of that, that's why it works because all of that resonates. That is the sacred science. That is truth across the board, but it's the intention behind it. And it's the, you know, it's the, um, motive. I always say check your motives. You know what I mean? It's the motive behind it. Um, you know, are you doing this in service to yourself? Are you doing this in service to others? Are you doing this in service to the creator? Are you doing this in service to the highest good of all? And really, that's like the, the, the question we all have to ask ourselves. And that's the intention we have to step in and own up to, you know, because I can tell you, I wasn't, you know, I mean, nobody taught me that. Like I was, I thought I was supposed to put a car on a vision board and hopefully get, you know, close my eyes and meditate. And I'd get my car. It's like, that's what they taught me. But I, it wasn't true. So that <laughs> wasn't really a nutshell, but that's, that's kind of my, my overarching story of manifestation, I would say. <laughs> And here's, here's the interesting thing, and, and this is going to be so cool, because I, I totally resonate with, with a lot that you're saying, and then there's things that I actually, um, not that I disagree, but have a different spin on it, mm -hmm. and um, this is going to be so much fun, because you and I are like so on um, board with uh, opening up this discussion, because I yeah. think it's, it's really important to be had, and it's interesting, when you were talking about well, first of all, like going back to the beginning of like the Doreen Virtue cars and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I like, I guess the, the, you know, I've been kind of going through my own awakening since I was a teenager, since I was about 17 um, or so. And then I've had like little bursts along the way, but my, the right. big one really started probably in 2012, um, like you. And then I had another big burst in 2016. Um, mm. but in 2012, my Doreen virtue was Gabrielle Bernstein. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and at first it was, I was in a really low place in my life. I was, I was depressed and I don't think I'd ever been depressed. And I don't even think I realized I was depressed until I finally got myself out of it. But reading her book, um, I think it was Spirit Junkie or something like that. Yeah. 
um, was the thing that kind of helped. And so I don't want to knock it because depending on where you are, there's certain languages that are going to resonate with you in that certain moment. And it speaks to you and some other ones can go right over your head. And, you know, so there's that. It has to meet you where you are. And that's why I say like these echelons are so important, right? But it's also okay to let them go and elevate up. You know what I mean? Like you want to, the goal is to go up the spiral, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, so it's okay to honor them for where you are yeah. and what it was at that time. And then it's okay to let them go and, you know, go up to the next loop in the spiral. Yeah, totally. And so it's interesting because like you, I find myself less wanting to gravitate towards the commercialized spirituality and kind of go more with the, um, uh, more of like, uh, like the less polished, you know, <laughs> the dirt, the raw, dirty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The raw, dirtier stuff. Definitely. Yep. You know, the one that doesn't try to keep it into a box. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been good with boxes. <laughs> I've always hated we're labels. Not, yeah, we're not yeah. made for that. <laughs> labels and all of that. Interesting though, um, the, the, where, how you talked about like the pricing and, and all of that. I think that's really interesting that you brought that up because that's something I think a lot of us go through and, and kind of go back and forth. And, and I was of similar mindsets. And, you know, with me, um, I started off as a massage therapist and mm-hmm. I had my own business when I lived in the Cayman Islands for, um, nine years I was there and, uh, I was charging like $125 for a massage down there. And mm-hmm. it was pretty standard, like going rate. And so when I got here, um, and I started charging my coaching, um, you know, Part of like, it's interesting, like I totally agree that there are people out there who can't afford, you know, but need the help. And uh, like you, I really want to be of service in whatever capacity I can. Mm-hmm. But there was also, I've also found a parallel and I'd be ir- interested to hear your thoughts on it, mm-hmm. that I was also doing a lot of work pro bono. And mm-hmm. so I had my rates, but I'd also do work for free with people who really couldn't afford it. And I found that those people, not all of them, I don't want to like lump everyone into one category, right. but the repetitive pattern that I started to see was that there were people who wouldn't respect the work I was giving or wouldn't show up in the way they needed to because they weren't investing with money yep. into themselves. And so I realized, because this was a lesson that I had to go through, when I was, and it was 2014, I was kind of like, even though I was making decent money, I was living paycheck to paycheck because my bills were so high. Um, right. And I just seemed like no matter how much more money I made, it always seemed like I had more bills, you know, like it was, really- <laughs> and um, finally, I'm just like, I can't live like this anymore. I, I don't want to, I don't want to live like this anymore. Something has to shift. There's a reason why I keep playing out these patterns. And I had to pay $150 for this 15 minute channeling session with um, this group. And uh, the message, the information that they gave me by far changed my whole entire life. Like it changed everything for me, shifted everything within five weeks, all that. But one of the reasons why they charge that much is because money is a really big trigger in our own self-worth. So in this 3D reality, money it's just paper. We put a value on it. We can say it's good. We can say it's bad. We can put whatever intention around it we want. That's totally up to us. It has no, no energy other than it's just a piece of paper. But 
that there's a lesson here for us to learn our value through money. It's a trigger for us. And to know like, what is our worth and what are we willing to invest in ourselves? And oftentimes we'll spend money on other things that we think we're supposed to spend money on. But when it comes to spending money on ourselves, we don't. And I realized I was actually robbing people of that lesson by offering for free. So what I did instead was I still kept my sessions as what they are um, at the price, but I started like a group coaching subscription program that's really affordable. You know, it's like $11 a month for people to be a part of. And so you can help other people in that way. So I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on that when it comes Um, to Very similar to yours. Um, I I am a huge uh, proponent of, I don't, I don't believe in getting things for free. I don't because money does have a value and it's, it's an energetic exchange. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like it's, it actually, to me, um, and of my understanding, it is more than paper. Um, but the thing is, is it could be cauliflower. It doesn't matter what that exchange is, but that's that money is what we have put the value for an energetic exchange. And you absolutely, especially, Oh my goodness. When when you're talking about health, someone's health, it is energetically imperative for them to participate in their own health. And so it, like, this is, this is a, this is a sacred science. Like this, this is bigger than, you know, if you follow the law of one or a lot of, you know, of the more ancient, uh, modalities, the, the healer is just, you're pretty much just a container to let intelligent infinity flow through you to that person, which means if, you're not actually doing anything and they're not participating. Intelligent infinity just is kind of like, woo, flying all over the room. You know what I mean? Like, where's it going to go? Where's it directed to? So, um, so it's actually like imperative for them to participate. Um, and really I always, I, I, because I have run the gamut, like I have, I have charged prices that made me uncomfortable. And then I have, um, you know, and I had to go through my own journey to find the prices that made sense for me. Um, and I also had a really great teacher in my twin because he had an established acupuncture business, you know what I mean? And so he, I got to reap the benefits of his journey with that as well. So, um, so I, I don't judge where everybody's got to find what's comfortable for them. You know, um, if I were to coach somebody around it, it would be more along the lines of finding that that meet middle ground for the practitioner. Um, you know, because it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like an, just like an old, um, uh, what's the word <laughs> portfolio. That's not right. Um, like a, like pattern, like a sewing pattern, right? Like to do the, like, okay, I'll, I'll charge my prices here and then I'll do pro bono here. Like lawyers do it. Doctors do it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a a template. That's what I'm looking for. Like it's a template in society, right? Is that, okay. Like I want to feel like I'm giving back. So I'll do pro bono work and da, 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 da. But again, you know, there, there are more people in the world to help than the people that can afford those prices and the people that can't afford anything. There's an entire, like there's an entire humanity in the middle, you know? So kind of finding that middle ground, um, and it really has to come down to, you know, to what you're comfortable with. Um, you know, as far as, you know, that I don't want to, you were supposed to be in that moment to get that information. You could have, you could have 
spent a dollar fifty or you could have spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you still would have gotten the information that you needed for that shift in your life when you went to that fifteen minute reading. You know what I mean? Like you paid one hundred and fifty, you could have taken or added as many zeros. Like the information would have been the same. You were supposed to be there, um, and I'm sure the universe gave you what you needed to pay that price at that time. Um, you know, but as far as like having kind of that concept. I guess I'm just a little jaded. I've seen holistic businesses say things like that. You know, here's why we charge this and it's, it's for your benefit. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, <laughs> like, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, I, was I totally, yeah, I totally get what you know what I mean? From. So like, yeah, no, eh, well, whatever, like I'm not, I don't know that business and I'm not here to judge it, but I've heard in the infiltration of holistic healthcare that I have seen that sigh up and I've seen it. I've seen it like tentacles through and come out and manifest in a lot of ways. And that's one of them. That's just an example of one of them. You know, people, I, there's like the love offering and the, you know what I mean? Like there's just a lot of different ways that people are trying to circumvent the money issue when really it just needs to be like addressed head on in each person. And everyone just needs to stand in their truth about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's like you said, we all have our own journeys with our own self-worth and how it comes across in our, in whatever capacity it is. And I, I, I agree with you. I've seen the, um, I've, I, I don't, I don't want to call it the false light or whatever, but let's just That's say probably what it is. Purest, <laughs> not the purest intentions behind yeah. these spiritual businesses and all of that. And I've seen it. And in some ways it's perfect because it helps teach us discernment, right? Like there are lessons sure. of teachers of discernment for us and what's right or not. And because we don't understand these boundaries, no one's taught us how to understand all of this. You know, we're just supposed to go through this and well, because we're supposed to be dependent on the system, right? We're supposed to not think. Yeah. For ourselves. It's not even that nobody taught us. It's that we're actually being brainwashed the wrong way. So we have like, I mean, we're literally walking up, uphill both ways in the snow with no shoes on <laughs> you know I mean? like, just, just trying to get you know where where we're supposed to be um yeah because it we don't we actually have to undo everything we've been taught to even step our to even take our first step on a truly enlightened path yeah. you know what i mean like we don't even get to just like pop out in earth and get to like start walking our enlightened path it's like we we are literally um uh, inundated from our first moments on earth. You know what I mean? Like literally from, from fluorescent lights in a hospital to, you know, our first vaccines and our first 24 hours of being alive. Like we are literally from the first moments on earth, we are battling the matrix. Yeah. Um, so, so we like, it takes, I mean, it takes a lot to even see the enlightened, the, the really enlightened path, the truly enlightened path, not the, how do I get around the all the psychological operations you know hmm. first it's interesting because when i first started out with this kind of whole manifestation thing it's um what where i started really practicing it was uh oh gosh it was so interesting the way it all happened for me this must have been in 2000 and i want to say three mm -hmm. uh 2000 yeah 2003 2002 2003 somewhere around there i was having really big issues with my current boyfriend at the time. And I was like, what, 25, 26, something like that. And 
things weren't going well in, our, in the relationship. <laughs> right. And um, as they tend not to do at that age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, he, he, he was being a real jerk, but I, for, you know, when I look back, I can say, well, I was just starting to get really dependent on him, like really kind yeah. of needy because he was pulling away, which is making me want to like go, why are you, why are you doing this? And so anyways, he kind of went on a trip and I just went into a bookstore and how I choose my books are, I just kind of go into an aisle and I'm like, it's here. It's going to speak to me. I'm going to see it. And this book shows up and it was, excuse me, your life is waiting. And I'm like, okay. And I just like, oh, this is the book. This is the one I'm supposed to read, you know? And so I, I go and I buy it and I bring it home. And it was just really getting me into a more positive vibration. It was very basic. It was fourth grade, like vibration, yeah. positivity, like that kind of stuff. But it was so interesting that I was like, okay. Um, the guy that I was dating, we, were, we had talked about wanting to get a house together. I had moved back in with my parents so we could save money. And so I was trying to save money to, so that we could buy a house together because we talked about having a family and all that kind of stuff. Like that's how, where this relationship was supposed to be going. Right. And I just I was like, you know what? I just know I want my own place right now. And I don't know if it's going to be with him. So I'm just going to focus. And I did all these things. I started focusing on like, what my condo would look like, the kind I would, I would buy like, um, like magazines, like, you know, like house and home. And I would just kind of read them and just like get my energy would get excited. And I just keep, you know, I do it before I go to bed and then, then go to sleep. And like within six weeks, I found out he was cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought like my whole life was falling apart. I went through like a very dark, I went to a very, very dark place. And, um, but within two or three months of me finding this out, I literally somehow was managed to save up enough money. Like something just happened where I was able to save up enough money and put a down payment on my first condo on my first. And he still hadn't had any money to buy his own place. And it, it's weird. It's like I could, I contributed it to this new opening and stuff, but it worked then, but it didn't continue to work. And it's like, as I evolved in my own spiritual journey and awareness of things that we're talking about right now, it seemed like it became more work and it wasn't effortless. And I feel like it should be effortless. Like for instance, just had Valentea Reese on the show and we were talking about how the best way and the most effortless way to, to jump timelines is to clear your DNA of all your wounds and your healing and all of that. And I feel like that's tied into the manifestation laws. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? So I can tell you, like I said, I am not, um, I was never like an expert manifester. Um, so, so my experience with good things coming to me um, or positive changes or um, be, and I say, I'm, I'm being very particular about my words because very few of these were material things. Um, you know, I, I have, uh, I have trauma in my background. I have repressed trauma. Um, and so, um, I have a lot of disorders rattling around in this head, <laughs> a lot from, um, uh, addiction to, I've, I've struggled with eating disorders. I've struggled with self-harm. I've struggled with, uh, I've borderline personality disorder. 
I have, you know, like when I read the law of one and they were explaining how wanderers have personality disorders, I was like, oh, that's why I'm crazy. <laughs> I was like, gosh, like it, felt, it felt nice to have a little validation there. But, um, but, you know, and I've been through healing journey after healing journey after healing journey. Um, I have been through, I have been in very, very dark wells of my shadow. I have, I have walked very, very dark hallways of my shadow. Um, I have almost not lived through my shadow quite a few times to, to be, you know, really, I mean, let's just put it all on the table because there's, there's no more time anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's authenticity or bust at this point. So, um, so as I've, you know, as I would get through one, one layer of my shadow and get to kind of plateau. So like the first real big layer was addiction. Right. And so, and I was, uh, 30 days inpatient, 60 days, halfway house, 90 days, three quarter house. So my first six months of sobriety, I was actually in, um, I was in a, some type of facility, um, you know, and so like through that, those first six months really like it was the first time I got completely honest with my own soul and because I had ridden it so I mean I had already had suicide attempts I had already been to jail I had already like been institutionalized like literally my last option was death so it was like ah let's just try sobriety what the hey <laughs> you know and of course this happens on 22212 right um and so but going through as I healed that massive layer of my shadow um, it was in the next year or two after that, that I can look back and say, that's when manifestation happened for me, but it was not because I was sitting Indian style in front of my vision board with my candles lit and my adoring virtue angel cards in front of me. And you know what I mean? Like in all honesty, like it blew me, I had her books. Um, you know, it wasn't because of that. It was because I, as I was shedding the toxicity of my wounds as I was shedding that frequency of that particular layer of my shadow, it was literally, it was just scientific. Like there was no other place for me to go, but to go up where up I was connecting with these better aspects of, of life, like having an apartment, <laughs> having friends, family that wanted to talk to me, you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, so that's when, you know, and when I was in the work, every time I've actually been in the work is when here's why ah, me and the universe, we have so many things that we're going to have a very long talk about after this incarnation. And here's one of them. So I get exactly what I need to the penny. So the word abundance, I'm like, eh, that's a cute word. I'm more like, here's rent to the dime and and you don't get a penny more and now it's but it's come in the most magical mystical amazing ways don't get me wrong like I literally have never wanted for a dime since I got sober um but that doesn't that that looks like being like scraping by every every month every time like getting okay even COVID right like so COVID happens so I have a few things. I got hit in December with some van repairs. So just so your audience knows, I live in a van. I own a home. I'm not homeless. I have renters in there, but I'm doing the van life thing for a few years. Um, and so uh, I got hit with van repairs in December right before Christmas. I got hit with house repairs for my tenants in January and February. Then it was back to van repairs, um, more van repairs. And so leading up to March, right? And I just could not get out from underneath just getting hit with repair bill after repair bill. And I had gotten to a place where I was coming up on a, um, an introductory period on a credit card. 
coming up. And so I would have to like pay interest and I had been, I hadn't had to pay interest yet. And the plan had always been for a year to just pay it off before that happened, but I couldn't catch my breath. Like I couldn't get there. And so I see the, that month coming up and I'm like, well, you know what I mean? Like I'm, and I'm, I have a very big chip on my shoulder with the central bank central banking system. So I don't pay interest because I don't, I don't give them my money. Right. Like it's, it's a, it's a thing. So, um, but so I'm, I come up, literally I'm up to the month where I'm like, well, it's it. I've got like a few weeks to pay it off or I'm going to get hit with an interest payment for the first time in, in a long time. And then COVID happened and I got a stimulus check and I literally like the check came in and the check went to the credit card and then and literally like within days of like the deadline, you know, and it, so it's just things like that, like, and literally like the stimulus check was 1200 and I think credit card was like 11 something. So again, you know what I mean? Like I get right up to what I need, but it's always been that way because I am like consistently, <laughs> whether I want to be or not in my shadow working. And so to, for me, my experience in this life and my experience to share around manifestation is that manifestation is a result of the inner work it is a result of matching a frequency you cannot think your way to a frequency yeah trust me i have tried i have tried i this is not i don't know this because i'm like i sit you know indian style with like a book in my lap and i'm like just all wisdom no i've tried i i failed <laughs> like i know this because it never worked for me um you can't think your way to a healed uh, state. You can't think your way to a certain frequency. You cannot just stare at the light and, and not look at the shadows behind you on the wall. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you can't, it, it's, it's a result. So yeah. re, like manifestation is a result of healing. Yeah. Ultimately. And I think, you know, so some people would then say, um, you know, uh, well, what about all these people who have like massive homes and like endless supply of money, but they're totally shallow and in their ego and not even concerned with like the real depth of the work. And, you know, my answer to that is, well, maybe that was part of their soul contract is that they wanted to experience all of that and see if they were ever going to get themselves out of it. Like, were they ever going to come to a deeper level of their soul with all of those distractions to keep you away from it? Because in reality, the money and, and the material things, there's nothing really wrong with them, but they can distract us from our inner work when we're comfortable because it makes us comfortable. And so when we're in our comfort zone, we're not growing. We're not looking to do anything different, right? We're like, well, things are good. I'm just going to keep riding this wave. And mm -hmm. that's not really how it works. And so <laughs> it's, it's interesting how all of that plays out. I really believe that, um, you know, it, that manifestation, like true manifestation from the purest part of your soul, from like the heart chakra that is cleared and of cleared of all the judgment and cleared of all of the anger and all of that, that, um, and, and starts to reside in that unconditional like frequency that that stuff just starts happening because you're so, you've done so much healing within yourself. You've invested invested. It doesn't have to always come in the form of money. That's just one form, right? But if you invest your time, if you invest your energy into yourself, that will start to pay dividends in many different ways. And I think 
you know, we've been taught to underestimate the value of the shadow work and going inward to do our own healing. Oh, of course. Well, it's not that we've been taught to undervalue it. We, we haven't been taught the, we haven't been taught the science of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On purpose, because that's how you keep, that's how you keep an entire planet oppressed is you keep them sick and wounded and feeling like they're the only ones that feel this way. And, you know, and then you add, you know, a weaponized, uh, a weaponized food system and, you know what I mean? All the psychological trauma and then the physical trauma and that, you know what I mean? Like that's literally how, how you do it. Like the, the psyops are the slave masters. Yeah. Um, you know, and just to play a little devil's advocate. So, um, as far as you know people with money um and again this is after like years of processing a lot like if you had asked me this a year ago if you asked me this eight years ago it probably would have been a different answer it would have been a different answer um so we also have been taught that money brings ease it may ease some things but it brings problems that people without money don't know either you know what i mean and so absolutely and so really like it's more of a I, I think the psyop around money as well is also you know everybody everybody thinks they it just creates like it it fester or it fosters an environment of judgment for something that what you have or don't have right you know what i mean and so you and and really like everybody comes here with a shopping list of um of soul work and frequencies to find and match and heal and karma to you know karma to eradicate karma to collect karma you know what i mean like everybody comes here with their own thing and there's certain things like you know we have the shopping list and then we have to pick out the vehicle and then we have to like pick out the container because we we have we we construct this reality so that we can achieve our our list of goals that we have and just because that construct looks like you know a millionaire with mansions doesn't mean that we're not authentically doing our own soul work either um and or you know and there's poor people that aren't doing their soul work either you know what i mean absolutely yeah and so money you know i don't it makes some things easier and if you don't have it you see those things clearer because you know i'm I'm really glad you said that because that's a really good clarification because i completely agree with you um it's you know at the end of the day we've all come here with our own soul paths our own journeys and our own experiences to live out for whatever reasons only our soul knows and and that was intended to be so and you're right there are other experiences that can make all that money seem like nothing when the experience is had by that person, mm-hmm. regardless of how much money they have. Like, you know, like for instance, you may hear the person who's got a lot of money, they have a happy family, everything's good. And then someone gets like terminal cancer, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing, there's not one thing your dollar can do to save that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so there, there's infinite, infinite possibilities of that. I'm curious um, if you wanted to like quickly chat about this, the the other part about, I think that is part of the psyop of manifestation um, is that whole, what you were talking about earlier of how, you know, spiritual community is just focused on the light and not the dark, you know, (laughs) and it's like, I just want to have rain. I don't want the negativity. Just keep it positive. (laughs) 
Do we have another hour? Okay, <laughs> let's, let's dive into this one because this one I've got like this is like my soapbox one. Like, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have like a specific question? Did you want to steer it a certain way? No, you, you I think you can go and run with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, one of the like a beautiful way to explain this. Um, so I was actually, I I was actually I don't know what labels are very weird to me now i don't know what is a was and what was an is or, or i'm not sure but i was a part of the lgbt community from 21 until i met my twin or until my twin and i remembered who we were um and so i actually i was married i was married to a woman um and i was divorced by a woman <laughs> and um you know so i've had all these experiences um and now i'm just kind of to the point where it's i don't i'm i'm i don't I don't really think about it. You know what I mean? So I don't know what other people need to call me. I now say like, I've been a part of the LGBT community for 20, almost 20 years, 15, 20 years, you know? Um, so, so one of like, one of those beautiful stories that I have to really discuss like the, the different, like the light and the dark, um, tools like assets when you're healing is when I was going through my divorce so my twin uh like I said he's an acupuncturist he was actually my acupuncturist for about five years um and when we we had like this amnesia that uh once I had gotten through certain echelons of healing through my shadow that I remembered who we were um and we just call it the amnesia because that's literally what it was like like one day it was like all of a sudden I just remembered all this stuff that I was like what <laughs> right now because I'd known him for so long, you know, and, and he always knew me as a gay woman and I always knew him as my acupuncturist. So, um, uh, we actually started working together. I started life coaching at the clinic too. Um, I stopped being his patient and then, uh, I started life coaching. Um, that, so then we became colleagues. That was like part of our journey. But, but when I, when my wife divorced me, um, that was when that was, so I, I've had two soulmates. Um, I had one soulmate before her that kind of came in really like quick and dirty, kind of like broke me enough for my wife to like come into my reality. Um, and then my wife was another soulmate and we had like this like fairy tale. It really was like a fairy tale looking um, relationship until she just left me after our first fight a year later. Um, and because she was my wrecking ball, like she was the one that was supposed to come in and like finish the job the first break did you know so that way I could really put myself back together um the right way and that's where a lot of trauma came out that's where borderline personality disorder came out like all these things that had been keeping me in pain and keeping me sick that I couldn't access um that experience is what drew, drew that out of me and the story that's behind that is um so I went to my acupuncturist and he said, I said, look, I said, I've been through addiction. I've been through like my family abandoned me in sobriety. Like I've got a mother wound. Like I've been through all this stuff. And now my wife left me like this was supposed to be my happy ending. So whatever's left inside of me, I have to find now. Like I have to, I got it. I have to get it all out. I'm not going to live through this. And he said that there was a, um, there was a, there's a, uh, uh, Chinese medicine treatment and he basically called it the well and he said that basically what it does is it will drop me down into my root chakra um, so that I 
can go down into the, my root wounds. And while, and while I'm down there, I can rearrange what's in the wrong place. I can get rid of what's not supposed to be there. I can, you know, put things back the way they're supposed to be. I can look at, like he's, you know, I had to be, but I had to be down in it. Like I had to be down there. And I tend to live in my upper chakras. So I see everything from a bird's eye view, right? And I see big picture things. I can see why people are hurting me. I can see their pain. And so I excuse a lot of it, right? And I don't ever come down into my body and into this dimension and process it that, you know, where it's supposed to be processed because I'm always kind of up here seeing it from like a crown chakra view. And, um, and he told me, he said, I'm very hesitant to do this, this protocol on you. He said, because you will not be able to see the light. He said, and that's, you live up here. And he said, so that is, it, it's going to take you to a place that you've never been before. And you're not, you know, he goes, and I just want you to know, like, you need to have certain kind of protocols in place and people around you and da, 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 da. He goes, because you will, you'll forget the light is there. And I was like, I'm at like a breaking point. Like we go, like we either have to do this or I'm not going to survive, you know, this experience. And so we did it and he, you know, we did the session and, and he did it. And within about a month and a half, I was, uh, I was hospitalized for borderline personality disorder. Um, and you know, but that's where I, re you know, that's when I got my correct diagnosis. That's when I got my correct treatment. That's when I could start my healing journey there. Um, you know, cognitive behavioral, or I'm sorry, that's CBT, um, DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, very like rooted in a lot of Buddhist philosophy, meditation, affirmations, validation, like DBT is one of those things we should all learn in second grade. You know what I mean? And we'd all be like, well, we'd be a well-balanced uh, society, you know, a human race. Um, but, and then like once, when I was probably about a month into the healing of that, that's when I realized I couldn't see the light any like that's when that's when I, I I literally I was sitting in my living room and it dawned to me I was like I was kind of like flatlined like I was doing all the work and I was dealing with the pain and I was going through all this stuff but I realized like I couldn't see the light like that's I don't know how to explain it but that's like that was literally my thought and so I made an appointment and I went in and I was like I need to come back up and he said okay and so then we did a, a protocol and we went up to my my sacral chakra and, you know then there was more journey there but the point of that is, is that the only way to truly heal is to go into the darkness because the years leading up to that, those were the during virtue years. Those were the secret years. Those were the, those were the psyop years. You know what I mean? Where it was like, okay, like work with this healer or that healer and this figure of light and this golden cord and this silver thread and this, da, da, da. you know what I mean? Like all those things. But really what I truly needed to do to fundamentally heal, not heal in my head, but to fundamentally heal from the chakra, like from the root chakra, from the chakra system, which is where everything manifests anyways, I had to go into the darkness and I had to sit there and I had to sit there until it put me in the hospital, <laughs> you know, but from there, that's when real change happened. Um, and so I... And, and with all the other disorders that I've gotten to play with too, you know, um, I am a huge advocate of talk therapy and, you know, cognitive behavioral therapies and just different things that you, you know, you have to face it. You have to sit in it. You have to feel the pain. You have to be uncomfortable. You know, you can, you can meditate all you want. Like I, I think everything is, 
works holographically. So you need the, the therapy, you need the meditation, you need the crystals, you need the, you know, cause I used all of those things, but I had to do it all. Like I couldn't just put all my eggs in one basket and expect fundamental healing to happen. Um, and really at the end of the day, it's whatever gets you into your darkness um, that, so that you can walk through it to come out. And again, what more evil genius, brilliant way to keep a planet oppressed without having to stand over them with a whip yourself than to traumatize them from birth. Um, tell, you know, never explain the science of the mind to them, never explain sacred sciences to them and make them think that nobody else feels that way. You know what I mean? Like, boom, now everybody is sitting in the corner crying all day long and putting on a happy face at work. You know what I mean? And yeah. So it's, it's brilliant. It's evil, but it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's so important to go into the darkness and the healing. I mean, that's why we're here. I mean, if we, if we wanted to stay up in whatever dimension it was, you know, like there are certain things that you learn through going into this kind of dual reality that we're living in and to be afraid of it. Sure. I get it. I get it's scary. Like when you go, it hurts. Into those, it's painful. Yeah. It's very painful, but that's why we came here is like the only way, the only way to, to, to move, to move through it is literally through it. You don't, you don't get to jump uh, over hurdles or, or like, you no. know, around it. And I think, I think that's one of the, um, the things, because what we don't realize is, is of course, like the subconscious runs everything. And so if you don't go in there and start healing all the programs and getting to the roots and really kind of unpacking it all and rewiring yourself and, and, and doing all of that necessary work, then, you know, sure, some of the manifestation techniques may work. They, I, I know they did for me in certain ways, but at some point you're going to hit walls where you're like, well, this isn't working anymore. This, and it's because you have to go into that darkness and you have to start getting to the roots. Like you like, you know, it's interesting talking about needing to come down into the root because it is like our, our fight or flight. It's where we're either surviving or thriving. And there's so much damage that gets inflicted on us as a society through the root and the sacral chakra to keep us out of, you know, our power of abundance, nature, and, and, and able to thrive um, instead of being just surviving all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, it's so, it's so important um, just to really kind of go in there. And I, and I can see how, part of the spiritual community has been kind of co-opted to um, deny that, you know, mm -hmm. just focus on the positive. Yeah. Because again, that's, it's literally like how we, um, how they oppress us without having to oppress us. It's like the conspiracy theory psyop, right? Like they don't have to do the work anymore because society will do the work because yeah. We will, we will say, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, you know, oh, it's, it's pointless. So now they don't even have to like hide their own tracks, right? Like we do it for us. And it's the same, you know, the, the psychological, um, the psychological operations are no different. You know what I mean? They just, if you just don't teach us the, like I always, when I'm, when I'm working with people and, and explaining, you know, working having conversations about trauma and so forth, I always use the, the pancreas 
example. So you can't fix the diseased organ with the diseased organ, right? So if your pancreas doesn't produce insulin, you need external help. Like you need outside help. You either need insulin or you need whatever the holistic protocol you want to find doesn't matter, but you can't just like will your pancreas to, you know, maybe you can on some dimension, but let's just all be honest and say we're not quite there here. You know, but you can't like will your pancreas to, to start using insulin. You need an outside force to help um, to help it operate properly. And our brains are no different, you know, and we are so removed from the science of our minds. We are so removed from the sacred science, like the, then the energetic sciences of our minds and emotions and, you know what I mean? Chakras and so forth. Like, um, that I always, I always tell people like, it's literally, it's just science that we need. Uh, it's like with addiction, um, so the program of addiction, which is the medical model for, for treatment, is the 12 steps of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and it works across all, all addiction programs. But, the, but it, you have to be taken through it by another addict. And that's because we need the other self to heal. We need the other self because if, if, if in, a, in a mental disorder, how do you know that what has always been reality to you is not actually real. How do you, how do you grasp that? How, how do you understand that? You don't, you need somebody that actually reaches their hand into that illusion. You know what I mean? And actually pulls you through your own shadow and walks you out of your own darkness. Like you need that guide. And so, and it's really, it's, it's just as simple as the learn, teach, teach, learn self to other self from the law of one you know you need that reflection you need the other self to learn yourself because if you're we can't do this on an island you know even the creator needed us to know that to know itself right you know what i mean like we have that's like the fundamental blueprint of the universe yeah and so psychology and and disorders and mental health is no different but especially in western culture we are taught that we are supposed to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap we're not supposed to feel uncomfortable or feel bad. Everything, everything is about feeling good. Everything, it's that Luciferian, just run, like agenda running through our entire society from your materialism to your relationships, to your job, to everything. You're supposed to feel good all the time, all the time, all the time. Bullshit, but you know, so we're told we're not supposed to feel bad. We're, we're not explained the science of the mind. We're not explained the science, like sacred sciences of just existence and and we're told and we're made to believe that nobody else feels this way. Mm -hmm. Like it's brilliant. Again, it's just brilliant because yeah. that's what keeps us sick. We never reach out for help. We never tell other people that we feel bad. We constantly, it comes out sideways in medical issues, mental disorders, addictions, um, you know, just sideways behaviors, deviant behaviors. Like it's all coming out because energy, like that's energy is going to find it's water, right? Like it's, it's, it's flows so it's gonna find its way out eventually you know yeah. I mean? you can dam it up one place and then it'll find it'll make uh you know it'll make a track somewhere else and that's where it comes out sideways because it's not flowing you know as intended um so yeah i just i guess at the end of the day this soapbox for me is just the plug to everybody to understand it's okay to not feel good it's okay to feel pain it's okay to feel bad um and uh and seek out the other self you know seek out somebody whether it's qhht or it's cbt or it's a life coach or it's you know what i mean somebody like 
really like, even if we were meant to be in relationships of, of some magnitude, you know, it's like, we have to come down off the mountain. Like we can't be the hermit at the top of the mountain because that's not enlightenment. Enlightenment is a practice. Like you have to be able to apply that like with the rest of the world, you know? Um, so just not being afraid to like reach out and find that other self. Um, I would suggest it being a professional one if you have traumas, but you know what I mean? And, and being able to really, um, use that relationship to as a as a lighthouse you know through your shadow work and also that was the other thing that you had said um that i wanted to point out um you had said you were talking about um you know if we came here to experience this like if we wanted to if we wanted to stay in the sixth density you know we would have stayed there but we actually came here to experience this so one of my biggest um lessons or or overcomes that like what I something that I overcame was because so with borderline personality disorder it comes from trauma um you know it's a brain it's like the brain's it's one of the ways that a brain will like rewire itself to survive trauma um but then it like affects you know the whole rest of your life which is fabulous but um but basically what it is, is uh, it's, it's a disorder of unregulated emotions. So most people have like a one to 10 range of emotions and borderlines have like a one to 20. So like your bad day, like your bad day and my bad day, my bad, like if my boss tells me, oh, you did something wrong, generally most people will be kind of down about it or be kind of pissy or have a bad day, but you know, be able to shake it off and like, you know, lessons learned, da, 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 da. I will like quit my job and go look for another one and like end up homeless and you know what I mean like it's all so everything's just like bigger you know for, like hyper, for hyper polarized yeah you know I mean you know your your seven is like my 17 you know what I mean like yeah. for, for borderline so so and it, you generally a lot of impasse are borderline because you know trauma to us is hurts more I'm not more like it's not a contest but it's just uh it's just, um, well, you feel more when you're an empath, you're just feeling more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of my first years of my spirituality and my awakening and my seeking was all with the intention of escaping Mm -hmm. everything from wanting to learn how to remote view, wanting to learn how to, um, I always picture people flying through space. What's that called? Um, Astro travel. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, doing that. um, You know what I mean? And meditation and all those things. Like I went through most of my formative, like beginning years was, I and I didn't know it at the time. I had to learn this about myself. But it was all with the intention of escaping to get out of here. You know, and I wanted all these abilities, and I wanted to be able to do all these like you know superhuman things because I just wanted to get out. I wanted to go home. I wanted to go home. You know what I mean? I've got three suicide attempts under my belt because that's a symptom of borderline. So it's really all about escaping. Um, and I think that's another psychological operation, especially in the new age community is, you know, we try to do all this work so that we can manifest so that we can, um, attain some type of clear, ability right like clairsentient or clairvoyant or clairaudient or you know what i mean like so we're trying to do all of these things which like and again it's it always has to come back to what is our intention like we always have to check our motives because i had to check mine and mine was i thought i was doing all of this like really enlightened spiritual seeking 
but I was really just trying to get to a place where I could get out of earth and go home. Whether I did that physically, mentally, emotionally, it didn't matter. That was my end goal. And so really after like addiction and borderline and twin stuff and you know what I mean? Like I've come to this place where now today, even if I was given the option, I probably wouldn't leave here. And that, you can notice me stuttering a little bit because I'm like, maybe I don't. Maybe. I, I don't Is it completely anchored I in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. But you know what I mean. Like I, um, so I don't know if your audience knows, but I worked for Corey Good for a while, and and Sphere Bean Alliance. I was I was on that team, and so in that realm of information, like we had to. There's a lot of inner work facing, you know, a solar flash or, um. Any type of like, I know like David Wilcock, I've never subscribed to this, but David Wilcock is very big on like, you know, spaceships taking us off planet or us like ascending into light bodies and like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't right, wrong or indifferent. Don't know. It was just, that was just never my personal frequency, but more power to him and anybody else that thinks that I don't know what's going to happen. So all, I think all options are on the table. Um, but it was in like from 2016 to 2018, I did a lot of work where I realized that. I did not come here, go through the hell that I've lived through, um, just to leave here. Right. Like why, like I'm, why, why, I'm, why would I come as a wanderer just to heal and ascend and leave? Like to me, that's not even logical. So now I, it's my understanding for me personally, should a solar flash happen, should these 10 days of darkness, should any, anything like that, I believe that I will be one of the ones that stays here and helps, you know, humanity get through the Armageddon essentially yeah, um I agree with you I, I I'm right yeah. there with you and I see but I see a lot of our community and a lot of the awakened and the ascended and the spiritual and the da 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 they're doing everything so that they get their golden ticket on the spaceship and can leave so again you know what I mean but in all the honesty, Wonka fa chocolate factory <laughs> yeah yeah literally literally right so it's kind of like again it's, it's always about checking our motives and you know, I didn't come by any of this information. Like it, it's like, I didn't just wake up one day and under, have these understandings. I made all of the mistakes and I, yeah. I had all the wrong intentions and I had all the bad motives. You know what I mean? Until literally the universe like held my head under my shadow for so long that it was eventually like, Kaylin, just, you know, wake up, you know, that's yeah. not why you're here. So, um, for whatever that means to anybody, I don't know if, somebody else might resonate with that great and if you don't take what works for you and leave the rest man like because i'll change in a year like i'm gonna resonate and be somewhere else in another and year that's, you know? and that's what's what's totally cool you know i've always said that we're constantly growing we're constantly learning whatever you believe is because of all of the information you have at your fingertips right now if more yep. information comes in that can change that reality or that belief you've got to be malleable to it or else how do you grow? And we, we've all, we're, the growth experience is about being limitless and being limitless doesn't mean you never have limits. You, you get to change your mind at any given point in time, you know, based off of whatever information you have at that time. And everyone is you allowed get, to do you that. You get to go up the spiral and yeah. you get to come back down the spiral. Like yeah. you know, and believe me, it's, I mean, honestly, it's uh, I don't, I don't remember. It's, I always call it the, the law of rhythm, but it's the pendulum swing. You know what I mean? Like 
as far as you swung this way, sacred science says you've got to swing as far back that way until, you know what I mean? And the pendulum eventually, like the goal is balanced. The goal is always zero point. Like the goal is always that, that untriggered entity that just sees every experience for the is for the being of the experience, you know, um, which is really interesting because I really think that we are coming to some of my, my colleagues and I have talked about like in the last year that polar, the polarity, like the, the duality. So I would say duality creates reality, right? Like you ha we have to have both. We have to have the dark and the light. There is no reality. There is no manifested matter without it. Um, so, but, but right now in the last year, we, uh, you know, I personally have felt this, sh not shift, but this, we're getting closer to zero point. Like we're getting closer to the center of the polarity pole. Um, and really I never, I didn't think about it. So I was experiencing it, but now I understand that to be like the most intense place because zero point like the closest to the middle of the of duality is where you are closest to the most extreme of both sides right like you've got everything out here but as you get closer to the light and closer to the dark and into the middle i mean so eventually you've got one foot in both you are literally experiencing the 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 brightest light and the darkest night at the same time. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to this right now, but the highs and lows happening in 2020 are like, no, you know what I mean? Kind I, of next level. I completely resonate with that. And I've said it on my channel before that I don't, I, the solar flash to me, what came through my guidance was it's not happening outside of us. It's happening within us. And the solar flash is literally when the darkness within gets so dark and the brightness within gets so bright that both are blinded and it creates this flash of neutrality and zero point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I believe. I don't necessarily think there's going to be some light that blankets the earth. You know, maybe there is, I don't know, but I think, yeah, I don't think that can actually happen if it doesn't happen within us. Everything outside of us is a reflection of what's happening in. So it has to happen within us first. Mm. So um but yeah that's th this has been great information i think mm -hmm. and i really appreciate you being so honest and authentic i think it's so important it's like you said at the very beginning there is no other option these days no if 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 truth needs to be revealed then that means all of us just have to come forward in our most authentic ways and you know what sorry not sorry <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah and just hashtag sorry not sorry yeah, yeah it's, it it's time. time for us to all get uncomfortable you know and then get comfortable after being uncomfortable so um, remember it's okay to feel bad it's okay yeah. to not feel good all the time exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so okay so this has been awesome so our next yeah. talk is going to be on the twin flame psyop and it's not about yeah. does it exist does it not exist that's not what it's about <laughs> there are certain you and i have talked about this and we may see eye to eye on certain things we may have different i'm not sure yet because we haven't really got into it but right. there are certain parts of the story that i think we both feel are a little bit psyopish and we're going to talk about that on our next part two coming yeah. up yeah so for um, sure. before we leave please let the audience know before next week comes out where they can find you and um if they want to connect with you how do they do that Yes. So, um, right now I am on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, my brand is called awakening humanity. Um, the handles for both Facebook and Twitter are at a woke humanity. Um, you can find my personal accounts on both, uh, Facebook and Twitter 
um, is Kaylin Ann 222. You should be able to find me that way. Um, and I'll get, I'll send you the links too, so that they should be below. Yeah, I'll yes. put a, I'll, everything <laughs> yeah. will be in the description below, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, thanks yeah. so much, girl, for being on the show. Um, can't yeah. wait to see the next half. And thanks again to the audience for showing up. Love you so much, and I'll be back with you again next week. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.